0: recorded live. I
1: children of God, we greet each of you once again in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ, our soon-coming King, our Redeemer, our shield, our buckler, our very present help in a time of trouble. We thank God for another beautiful and glorious day that he has so graciously allowed you and I to be able to see. You're wondering if you have anything to praise God about. Keep this in mind out there. You could have been dead. He could have taken your spirit back from your human body in the night. could be in hell right now. You know. We thank God that he has blessed us one more time. This is the day the Lord has made. Anytime you see the sun come up, you need to understand the first thing ought to come out of your mouth is thank you, Lord. Some people open their eyes today in hell. They didn't wake up to see the sun. They didn't wake up to see a new day. They woke up to see an eternity of suffering, misery, and pain. But well, God let you and he let me see another beautiful day. And for this, we are grateful and we are thankful. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we are working on our most recent topic entitled, what? God Knows Why We Are Here. Now, you know, we didn't go into it on yesterday as much as I would have liked to, but one of the things that, that, that Saul or the Apostle Paul, whichever way you want to, to look at it, one of the things he asked the Lord once he found out that he was dealing with the Lord was what shall I do? What, what, what do you want me to do? You know, what, what? And the Lord uh, began to give him instructions concerning his destiny. God began to let him to know, in essence, that the path that he had been on was the wrong one, that he was doing all the things God didn't want him to do. But now that he had a revelation from God, from his creator, from his savior, from his master, he was now prepared to begin to do the things that were pleasing in the eyesight of God. My prayer for you, under the sound of my voice, it's not what you want to do. It's not what your little plans are and what what, what But it's finding out what God wants you to do because God knows why you are here. Now, the Lord is bringing in my spirit right now. Uh, We're getting some work done on the church and even the living quarters. And we brought uh, one of the brothers that that does much of the work to uh, many of our facilities. In fact, he is here now working on uh, one of the ceiling fans in one of the rooms. But when we picked him up this morning, you know, I don't know if you all noticed, he had a bag with him. And it wasn't just a bag with just anything in there. It was a bag with all sorts of tools in there, tools that he knows uh, he will probably need to do the jobs that we are calling him to do. He's got all kinds of hammers, all kinds of screwdrivers, all kinds of wire cutters and pliers, different tools for different situations that he will run into. You say, Apostle, what does that got to do with me? You need to understand that you and I, are children of God, we are different tools in the Master's mm-hmm. hand. God has got all kinds of situations that he is running into in creation. There are words that need to be spoken on your job. God wants to use you as the tool to do that. There are words from God. There are deeds from God that he wants to be done at your university. You're the tool that God wants to use. Understand? We are tools in His hand, and He knows, just like our brother knows what He wants to use His pliers for. We, we we went to one of the other ministry houses before we brought him up here, and there was there was some work, just little little work that needed to be done. I didn't even have the tool that was needed. He told me, a Pastor, all you need is a ratchet set. I can fix that. He went in his bag, pulled out just the right tool, tightened the job right on up. My encouragement to you, be the right tool in God's hands. Be just what God is looking for in these last and evil days. Be just the kind of man or woman that God is looking for in these last and evil days. Be Have just the kind of marriage that God is looking for in these last and evil days, have just the kind of family, just the kind of church, just the kind of business that God is looking for in these last and evil days, and you will be sure to be blessed in Jesus' most holy name. We looked at capital A, and in fact we are still on capital A in our outline. Convinced of what? Or what are you convinced of? Talking about how you know uh, we can be convinced of things and be just as wrong as we can be. What are you convinced of? What are you convinced? What what has what what thoughts have you allowed to settle in your mind about life, about God, about uh, the church, about about what thoughts? Because you and I are going to be held accountable for what we have allowed ourselves to be convinced of. I encourage you only let the word only what only let the word convince you, the word of God. We looked at uh, Acts chapter twenty six verse nine. Uh, yesterday, and it brings us down to Romans chapter 14, verse 5. Romans chapter 14, verse 5. From the New International Version, our scripture reads One man considers one day more sacred than another, another man considers every day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Capital A, convinced of what? Or well, what are you convinced of? What are you convinced of? Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' most holy name, we thank you today for life, for health, for strength. Father, we even thank you for pain. For pain, let us know that we are alive, that we are still kicking. We thank you, Father, for healing. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for provisions, protection so many things, Father, that you do to us, through us, and for us. We don't want to be ungrateful and unthankful sons and daughters. We understand, Father, that everything in our life is not just as we want it to be, but we also understand that we are not just like you want us to be. Just as we are working to become what you want us to be, we understand that you are working to uh, bring things uh, into focus and get them like, much like we want them to be. Father, we pray that as your people hear these words of yours, uh, give them a word of wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Uh, Open up blind eyes, Father, that men and women might see the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Again, we thank you, we praise you, we exalt you, we appreciate you, Father, for being our Father, not just our Creator, but we thank you for being our Heavenly Father. Speak, Father, for your servants are listening in the four corners of the earth. Let your name be glorified, exalted, and praised. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Romans chapter 14 deals with what, children of God? Mm-hmm. What? Weak and strong what? Weak and strong what? All right, one of the things to say in faith, or weak and strong believers. Now we understand that, that in most any endeavor, in the NBA you got weak teams and you got strong teams. In the NFL you got weak teams, you got strong teams, you got weak marriages, you got strong marriages you got weak houses. you got strong. In most anything, you have though that or those that are weak or that which is weak and that which is strong. So it is in the faith. So it is in our Christianity. Some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, you're just as weak as you can be in your faith. But we praise God that you're saved. Some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, you're just as strong as you can be in your faith. We praise God that you're saved. Some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, You don't have any faith yet. You will come on in to the family of God, come on in and and start with a weak faith and then grow to a strong faith. But understand that even in the body of Christ, even in Christianity, there are those who are weak and there are those who are strong. Now, this is important here in verse 1, and this is something that we want to keep in mind. Pause and look. Accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment on disputable matters. Accept. In other words, accept him or her as a brother. See, even though they may not agree with it. it, And this is primarily to the strong. This is is a message that's primarily to a strong because, you know, there are sometimes individuals that, that, that can get strong, and start thinking, well, you know, you really ain't got this thing because you're weak. Paul said, uh-uh, uh uh-uh. except him. He's a brother. He's just a weak brother. i never forget. You know, I don't want to say i got to be careful how I say this. I almost got myself beat to death in Fayetteville, North Carolina, years ago. I think I was probably about, about 20 or whatever, and I had just uh, joined a particular college fraternity. And I didn't have all of my information hadn't got sent to me. I had just just what they call gone over or made it in and didn't have all my information sent to me. So I knew some real, real, you know, basic rudimentary information. Went down to another university
0: <laughs>
1: and, uh, you know, some of the what you call brothers began to question me about some stuff. I hadn't, I hadn't received that in the mail yet. All of a sudden brothers started coming, so called brothers start coming from all kind of different angles. And it was getting ready to get real 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 quick. I was like, Oh boy, here we go. But uh fortunately one of the brothers there, they had asked me a question that I did answer and one of the brothers said, Yeah, he, he's a he's a brother. He's just weak. You know. Meaning that, you know, I didn't I didn't have all of the information and knowledge that I should have had. But the brother said, He's a brother. Well that kind of reminds me of this particular what Paul is talking about here. You know, individuals, if you've confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart the Lord Jesus and that God has raised him from the dead, you've sincerely done that. You're a brother. Whether or not you have grown to the place of understanding that we need to be sharing everything as children of God or not, whether you have grown to the point of understanding that we need to be worshiping every day or not, whether you've grown grown or not, and how high you've grown or not, if you have sincerely confessed. That's like the thief that was on the cross with Jesus. You know, he, he told Jesus, he said, you know, when you enter into your kingdom, remember me. Jesus told him, today you'll be with me in paradise. This man got himself saved right there on the cross. Well, he couldn't have been a, too strong a brother. because it takes time normally for anything to get strong. It takes time for you to get your physical body strong. It takes time. You're not going to just go in the weight room on Monday and then be uh, super strong on Tuesday. It takes time to, to work and to build things up. So just like our, just like with our faith, if you want to become a strong Christian, it takes time. It takes time up under the word of God. It takes time applying the word of God. It takes time in prayer. It takes time in fasting. It takes time... In seeking God's face in order to become strong. You look at strong teams in the NBA. They didn't just get strong overnight. There were all kinds of, uh, mostly in order for something to get strong, there's been a lot of hard work put in. Mostly for something to get strong, someone to get strong, there's a lot of hard work that has been put in. Well, in order to go from being a weak Christian to being a strong Christian, you've got to put some more time in the Word. You've got to put some more time in study. You've got to put some more time in fasting and seeking God's for you've got to put more time, more time. Normally, when you've got things that are strong, it's because individuals have put a lot of time, energy and effort into that thing. You want to be strong in the word? Put a lot of time, energy and effort into the word, and watch and see, don't you get strong. Bible instructs us to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Now, does that mean that if you're weak, that you're not saved? Of course not, pastor. Uh-uh. So even if you're weak out there, you are brother, you are sister. But with that being said, God is calling you to be strong. He's calling, even if you're weak, he's calling. He's to strengthen those weak knees and feeble arms. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. God, so you say, oh, apostle, I'm saved. I'm saved. Yeah, you might be. But God is calling for you and I to be strong in the Lord now we see here and we're not going to go over all of this certain things that strong Christians have no problems with that weaker Christians may have a problem with you know Bible says in verse 2 one man's faith allows him to eat anything well I happen to be one of them kind of characters most anything if sanctified by the word of God and prayer let me try that right there but another man whose faith is weak He eats only vegetables, all right? The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not, and the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge someone as a servant? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. Another thing, the Bible says one man considers one day more sacred than other. Another man considers every day alike. Each one, watch this, should be fully convinced in his own mind. Be convinced in your own mind. Now, this is a way of saying, you know, what has the Lord told you about the day? What has the Lord told you about eating? Because there may be some of us that the Lord tells you, look, you only eat vegetables. There may be some of us the Lord said, look, I want you. So we gotta, you know, our walks with God are just like as a parent, your relationship with your children. As a parent, if you've got different children, you're going to have different relationships because each one of them is different. Well, God is our Heavenly Father and his relationship with each one of us is different. Some children want to be around their parents more than others. Some children don't want to be around their parents. Some Christians want to be around a pastor some Christians don't really want to be around their pastor. Some Christians want to spend a lot of time in the presence of God. Some Christians don't want to spend a whole whole lot of it. different relationships. Different people have different relationships. The Bible says each one should be convinced in his own mind. Understand this about what you're convinced of, what you are, whatever it is you're convinced of. Paul gave that kind of freedom. But understand that what you are convinced of, what I am convinced of, we're going to have to give an account of. In other words, you gonna to have to explain that. You say you just want to eat vegetables. Another man say he can eat everything. You just want to eat vegetables. Won't you? Whether you the man that's eating vegetables or whether you the man that can eat everything, you are gonna have to explain that to God. God Cause God gonna ask some people that's eating only vegetables. Did I tell you that you only needed to eat vegetables? And if He didn't, then there's gonna be some problems. And the man that's eating everything, God gonna be like, Did I tell you to eat everything? Cause if the answer to that is no then there's going to be some problems. This is what, it takes us right back to the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. We will never have to give an account of doing what God told us to do. In other words, we don't have to explain that. Think about it. You tell your your son or your daughter to do something and they go do that, well, you ain't got no problems with them on that. But now, if there's some craziness afoot, then now we're going to have a problem. Or they're doing something you haven't told them to do. You know, or doing something a different way, different from what you told him to do, that's that's where the problem comes in. God's got no problem with you and I when we do what he told us. God ain't got no problem with that. God said, Robert, the stuff I'm telling you to do that you're doing, I ain't got no problems with. But the stuff I ain't told you to do. All right, we're right back to our brother that has come over, that's working right now. We we got him putting ceiling fans in, you know, uh, fixing the ceiling fan. Well, if he hauled off and... and, uh, um, cut a big knock down a wall, you know, and, and or took flat screen TV and, and uh, was hanging a flat screen TV from the middle of the ceiling. Well, see, we didn't ask him to do that. We're going to have problems. But the things we asked him to do, when those things are done, you don't have to give an account. So it is with us with God. The things that God is asking you to do, you don't have to worry about God having any problem with you or, or me on that. You're not going to get in trouble with God for worshiping him every day. God said, that's what I want you to do. You're not gonna get in trouble, child of God, for, for sharing everything. Like the early saints. God said, because that's what I want you to do. God said, I'm not going God says you're not gonna get in trouble for, for studying my word. You're not gonna get in trouble. There are things that God wants us to do. Now God says you might get in trouble watching too much TV. You might get in trouble for being selfish. You might get in trouble for not worshiping me enough. But God says I will I'm not gonna hold, I'm not gonna give you problems for doing what I have asked you to do. But that stuff I haven't asked you to do. That stuff I haven't told you to do. Now God said, Now that we're gonna to have to discuss. Let every man be convinced in his own mind. The Bible says in verse six, He who regards one day as special, does so to the Lord. He who eats meat eats to the Lord. For he gives thanks to God. And he who abstains does so for the Lord gives does so to the Lord and give thanks to God. For, watch this, for none of us lives to himself alone and none of us dies to himself alone. Watch this. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Now, understand that souls that God sent to hell, God said, Robert, they still belong to me. I just sent them into a place that they know me really want them to be. God don't want to send you to hell. God don't want to send me to hell. But now if you just won't listen, if you just won't get right, God said, now what exactly am I going to do with you? All right, one of, the saints, one of the saints is using the example.
0: <laughs>
1: one of the saints is using that as example, slaves. Not that we're condoning the, the institution of slavery, but normally slaves that did like they were told to do, normally they didn't run into too many problems with the master. It was the slaves that wanted to do something contrary or different. So it is with officers of the law. You know, you're not. I'm not reading a whole lot of stories about people being shot and killed by officers of law that have done what the officers asked them to do. Normally every story I read, and it's not that I'm condoning the shooting of a of a character for, for not following instructions, but you know I know that, you know, normally the stories that I'm reading about where characters is getting shot, they is doing something contrary to what the officer of the law has asked them to do. Uh, and, that, and that is now that is par for the course for many of us as as black folks. Because I don't, I don't know exactly when this spirit of, oh, can't nobody tell me nothing, I ain't got to listen to authority. I don't know exactly when that came in, but I encourage you out there on the sound of my voice, African Americans, that's one thing we need to get out of, our, out of our race. See, now what's happening, it's becoming very, very dangerous. See, some of your mamas and some of your absentee daddies thought that mess was cute when you were young. You're rebelling, not listening, not following instructions. But now you jump out there and try that same mess with the law, and you get a bullet in your chest. You get a bullet in your head. There's nothing cute about rebellion. There's nothing cute about not following instructions. It's demonic, it's satanic, and it's of the devil. If those in authority are not telling you to sin, then what you need to do is exactly what they ask you to do. It's not cute in the schools. It's not cute. you got a little hard-haired son, a little hard-haired daughter running around the house. Don't you know that that little hard-haired joker is a problem to some teacher in the school? Don't you know he's a problem to some coach somewhere on a team if he can stay on a team? So why would it shock you when he, he tried to present that same foolishness to law enforcement who does not, the Bible says, he does not bear the sword for nothing. Well, bring that to modern terms. He don't have that 9mm for nothing. He don't have them, that, that, that billy club for nothing. not cute and it's not funny. You say, Apostle, what are you, what are you trying to get us to do? Especially as African-Americans, teach your children to follow instructions so that they don't have to be shot in the head, running down the street, or trying to take the, the gun from a police officer in a struggle, get a shot in his chest. Now you want to march. Instead of marching so much, how about teaching that joker what to do in the home? You want to march now. You want to march. How about marching somewhere to teach your children how to follow instructions? Rebellion is not cute. Rebellion is of the devil. Romans chapter 13 says, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. Everyone. Just because you're black, that don't mean you don't have to do what police ask you to do. Where did that come from? Brothers and sisters, white man say this to you, you have a problem with it. I'm just as black as you. So what's the problem you got? Where does that come from that we now don't have to listen to the, uh, the officers of the law? i tell you where it comes from in case you don't know. It comes from the devil. Everyone, Romans chapter 13, verse 1, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established, the authorities that exist have been established by God. Watch this. Consequently, he who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so bring judgment on themselves. Is it, did I hit it on here? One of the things it, it, uh, is, is looking in the scripture as I was quoting that scripture to you all. So what you say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Obey them that have rule over you. Obey them that's in authority. If they're not telling you to sin, what is the problem? What is the problem? What's wrong with the officer asking me for my driver's license? Whether I think I've done anything wrong or not, what's the problem? What's wrong with the officer asking me to step out of the car? He ain't asking me to sin. Now, the officers say, all right, uh, uh, Pastor Brian, I want you to step out of the car and sell these crack rocks down on the block, then now, now you can get some rebellion. I'm be like, no, sir, I'm not going to do that now. You might put a bullet in me for that. But if you're not asking me to sin, why not? Think about this as a parent, as, as a parent, you know. Uh, you ask your child to do something. If it's not sin, what's the problem? What's the problem? Those in authority have the right, have the authority to ask you and I to do things that are not saying. If it's not saying, they have, they have the right to ask you to do it. One of the saints is using that as an example cause and effect if you do like the officers how many times have we have we been let off with just a warning just by following the instruction but now you want to you want to reach for his gun you want to take off running down the street you want to call them all kind of, police are humans just like you are and the same way there are certain things out there for every one of you under the sound of my voice that upset you there's certain things that will upset those in authority there's certain things that upset the police and you ain't got sense enough, you mean how many, how many more of us got to get killed and shot black folk before we realize, uh, maybe we need to try dealing with the police a little bit differently. Maybe, maybe let's try following instructions.
0: Let's just, let's, let's,
1: let's, we're just spitballing here now. We're just Let's just try doing what he says and see if I get shot in the chest or shot in the head. Wake up out there, brothers and sisters. Quit listening to the devil. All of it's not prejudice. Some of it is the judgment of God on your hard head self because you won't listen and follow instructions. God said, look, if I be for you, who can be against you? God says, Robert, tell my people in Proverbs that when a man's ways please the Lord, God says I'll make even his enemies at peace with him. Let me show you you something. The Lord is flashing in my spirit. We're about to close this message, children of God. We're about to close it. Go to... uh, because I'm going to show you what this rebellion is like to God. See, some of y'all, especially black folk, white brothers and sisters, I want y'all to y'all, y'all uh, if you would, uh, turn your uh, TV or your, your radio down. Let me talk to my, my African-American brothers and sisters. because see, let me show you what this rebellion is, what it looks like to God. Go to First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 First Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. Now, this is after Saul has rebelled against the Lord. Real, now, real, real good fashion. He has done just what God told him not to do. He has run out there and done just what he wanted to do, absolutely contrary to what God has said. And Samuel, the prophet, asked the question. He said, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as the voices. Look at this. To obey is better than sacrifice to heed that means stop when somebody tell you to stop to heed is better than the fat of rams now watch verse twenty three this is this is to God now, for rebellion is like the sin of divination now divination is witchcraft. The prophets say rebellion rebellion i ain't going I ain't gonna got to do what the white man tells you yes you do. It should do, to a certain degree. We all got to do like somebody's telling us. Even if you rebel, you're doing like somebody telling you. The devil just happened to be the devil. We all do everything we do as human beings. It's because somebody told us, whether it's good, whether it's evil, whether it's right, whether it's wrong. Somebody told you. If you're doing right out there under the sound of my voice, child of God, somebody told you to do right. And it's called the Holy Ghost. Cause the devil's not gonna tell you to do right, and if you are doing evil out there,
0: somebody told you to do it. The
1: devil. Listen, God is never gonna tell you to do evil, and the devil is never gonna tell you to do right. Are we are we together on that, children of God? Can we agree on that? God is never gonna tell you or me to do evil and the devil is never going to tell you or me to do what's right rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance thinking that you better than somebody what?
0: so 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 how do we get to the place where
1: we feel like we don't have to listen to the police where where how how, how is
2: that now Police, uh,
1: pastors, uh, bishops, uh, presidents, Uh, these are individuals that are fathers. Not dad. God said that. It is right there, Robin." Because a lot of your men, talking about African Americans, have not done their job as fathers. And when men do not do their job properly as fathers, the women and the children, they have no other alternative but to suffer. Proper respect for male authority. I'm talking to black folk now. My white brothers and sisters, y'all, give me, give me some time. Let me talk to my people now. Give me some time. Let me talk to people. Proper respect for male authority needs to first be taught in the home. That is one of the first responsibilities of good fathers, to teach proper respect for male authority. Well, since a lot of our fathers are absentee, or a lot of our fathers ain't learned that themselves, so now what happens is a lot of our young people, are growing up with that same rebellious spirit to male authority. Don't want to hear what, and especially don't want to hear what the white man got to say. But see, now you run right out there and get yourself in trouble. Proper respect for male authority, it must be taught. And it's, and it's the primary responsibility of fathers. As African-Americans, we've got too many of our young people out on the block selling drugs and doing all kinds of things. Good fathers can clean all of that up. Good fathers. But if you as a father, you don't want to submit to the word of God, you don't want to submit to the things of God, why is it a shock that you've got a little rebellious, little rebellious son? Oh, you as a mother, if you don't want to submit to God, you don't want to submit to the truth of God, the word of God. Why is it surprising? got Because, look, t- seed-bearing trees reproduce after their own kind. Do you understand what that means? That means that pine trees make other pine trees. That means apple trees reproduce apple trees. Stubborn and rebellious, hard-headed, not-loving God adults make stubborn and rebellious, not-loving God children normally. Apostle, what are you trying to get us to do? Let the change start with us as adults. See, see, we, we got a lot of things backwards. You know, we want to see our, our our children or our young people change. How about you changing, Daddy? How about you changing, Mommy? Let the change start with us as as uh, which are supposed to be the leaders. Children are the leaders of tomorrow. Adults, we the leaders of today. Mm. you want to see your sons or your daughters obedient and submissive to you, you try being obedient and submissive to God and watch how God will bless you with sons and daughters that are obedient and submissive to you. You can't be as stubborn and rebellious and hard-headed as you want to be and then expect God to bless you with a, 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 a obedient son or daughter or an obedient uh, 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 employee. Because God said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure you reap what you have sown. Mm-hmm. How Listen to me out there under the sound of my voice. How you treat God, how you treat the things of God, God is going to make sure that that comes back to you one way or another. He's going to make sure of it. Because they, God said, look, I am not mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Now, you say apostle. You're hitting kind of heavy today. Yeah, hitting a little heavy. You want to change what you are reaping? One of the saints has already said it. Change what you sowing. Change what you sowing. Let me get this straight. Now, you done planted a whole bunch of cucumbers. A whole bunch of cucumbers done come up. Now, you're going to come to me, man, I am so tired of all these cucumbers coming up in my field. I'm going to say something to you ready. To-
0: my head
1: why then quit planting cucumbers? Goodness gracious, man. Wait a minute, you 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 mad because cucumbers who, who planted them cucumbers? Well, I planted them. Well
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, saints. let's get ready to close
1: it. You say, What's our topic now? What are we working on? God knows why we are here. Listen, we're not here to be rebelling against God's ordained authority. Let me tell you that. We're not here to rebel against God's ordained authority, whether it is in, in us as individuals. God gives an ordained authority in us as children of God. It's called the Holy Spirit. You've got a spirit, you've got a soul, you've got a body, but as a child of God, you also have the Holy Spirit. That's who you're supposed to be listening to. That's who I'm supposed to be listening to. We don't supposed to rebel against God's ordained authority in the marriage. Man is the head of the one man. That's it. Women out there, I ain't got to do, I ain't got to listen to my husband. See, now we got a problem. You kicking against God-ordained authority. In the family, children, obey your parents. That's God-ordained authority. In the church, God has set first apostles, then prophets, then evangelists, then pastors, then teachers. You don't want to listen in church, so now you don't want to listen. So now what you do, it's going to be problems. Everywhere you don't want to listen to God's ordained authority in your life, you're going to have a problem there. Everywhere. You don't want to listen to God's ordained authority. You're going to have a problem there. we got officers of the law to protect and to serve, to keep peace in the community. I don't want to listen to them. There's going to be a problem there. Some of y'all out there, you want to march now. You want to march. March yourself on in the church and hear some word of God so you can cut out all that nonsense. You want to march somewhere. March yourself in on into the Word of God. I have yet. I mean, every you know, a lot of time I be out of the country when I be reading about you know some some African American being shot by some some uh, some unarmed African American being shot by somebody. I be out of the country, but what I do is I go in and I start reading. I I bring it up on it. Let me read. I want to find out just what went on. And I have yet to see where an African-American, unarmed African-American, been shot by a white officer that won't rebelling and kicking against in some way. In some way. I haven't seen it. The closest thing I saw, I think, was that first one with that, with the, the Trayvon Martin incident, you know, where this character was following him around. And I, and I told you all, what was his name? Zimmerman? Zuckerberg, I told you, I said, give him a year and watch what happens. Within a year, that character run into all kind of problems. The Lord had already showed me. Give him a year. Give him a year. He just got out of some, some, just got in a little trouble not too long ago. And shortly after that, he's running into all kind of problems with his girlfriend, with family members, all kind of things. Say, Apostle, what you got man Part of our responsibility as children of God, as people of God is to obey them that have rule over us. Not a difficult concept. One that's laid down by God. What you show when you rebel against those that God has placed over you, what you don't even realize is you're showing rebellion to God. That's what it is. When you rebel against God's representatives, You are rebelling against God. You don't want to listen to pastor? Why? Because you don't really want to listen to God. You don't want to listen to your father? He's telling you, right? it's because you really don't want to listen to God. You don't want to listen to the police when they ask you. You really don't want to listen to God. Let's let's, let's, let's cut to the chase. God told Moses. Moses, you know, was a little upset that the people didn't want to listen to him. God was like, look, don't take that too personal. They don't want to listen to you because they don't want to listen to me. Some of you are going to be shocked on judgment day when you stand before God and come to find out that your refusal to listen to God's representatives on earth was really your refusal to listen to God himself. You're you going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked. Say, Apostle, what we need to do. Let us be convinced. We're talking about capital A. What are you convinced of? Let us be convinced that obedience to God is the best way in life. Obedience to God will bring you the best things in life. Obedience to God will bring blessings in your life that you won't even be able to explain. Obedience to God will have you in places you never dreamed you would be. Obedience to God will have you doing things you never thought you could do. Obedience to God will bring you into the abundant life that Christ came for you and I to have. Disobedience to God, the Bible said that the rod is for the back of fools. Book of Proverbs, you know what I mean? The rod is just a whole bunch of beatings and blows and hardships and difficulties. That's for a joker that won't, that keep right on doing stupid stuff. A joker that won't listen to God, won't submit to God, won't do things like God said, When well, I'm just keep right on beating. And God said, I got all kind of stuff to beat you with. God said, I'll beat you with poverty. I'll beat you with sickness. God said, I'll beat you with mosquitoes, frogs. I'll beat you with pestilence. I'll be, God said, I'll beat you with cancer. I God said, I'll beat God said a rod is for the back of food. God can beat us with anything in creation. But then God said, I don't want to have to keep beating you like that because God said, I can bless you with anything in creation. One of the saints is saying both sides of the spectrum. Children God, man, I done seen God do some stuff. I'd be just like, Lord, nah, I, you know, between me and you, I just got to thank you on that one right there. I know that was you right there, Lord. Touch hearts of individuals to do stuff, and individuals are like, look, don't even say nothing about this. I'd be like, I ain't going to say nothing about it. I ain't going to say nothing, because I know God done touched your heart to do that right there. Obedience to God has always brought blessings and a good life, and disobedience to God has always brought curses and a terrible life. The choice is yours. God said, I'm going to let you choose what you want to do. What you want to do, you choose. Joshua told the people, choose you this day. Joshua said, I ain't going to make you choose nothing. Make your own choice. I'm just going to stand back and watch you. Choose the crazy life if you want to. Go ahead on. or choose the righteous life. Choose obedience or choose disobedience. Choose good, choose evil. Choose to hear and listen to God. Choose to rebel and kick against you. Choose. Hey, hey. It's your thing. Didn't they run a song out years ago? It's your thing. What? Do what you want to do. what you want to do. <laughs> Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you again today, Father, for everything you have shared with us. Father, we, we know that your word has done just what it was purposed and accomplished to do. Pray, Father, that as Your saints are choosing as your people are tuning in in the four corners of the earth. In thousands, we pray, Father, that souls have been saved today at the preaching and teaching of your word. We pray that someone today has offered up a prayer to you asking, what must I do to be saved? We pray, Father, that someone has confessed with their mouth and believed in their heart today, the Lord Jesus, and that God has raised them from the dead, that they may be made into a new creature. The Bible tells us that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Pray, Heavenly Father, right now that the the veil that Satan has placed over the eyes and the minds of this generation, that it be removed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that that, that the souls that you have destined to be saved, may they uh, be saved today in your glorious name. Pray, Father, that as your word has gone forth, Souls have grown in grace, have received a revelation from you, an insight from you that has caused them to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we ask that you forgive us of our sins and our iniquities, as the Bible teaches us, that if any man claims he has no sin, he deceives himself, and the truth is not in him. Forgive us, Father, of our sins in thought, word, and deed, and we ask, Heavenly Father, that you continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. That uh, at the end of the day, we may stand before you and you say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up. Let me make you ruler over many. This is what we long to hear, Father, as we uh, move closer to the day of the Lord. This is our prayer. We count it done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Three questions, saints. Um uh, We were in Romans chapter fourteen. Oh, okay, okay. Now I see when you, when I was giving Romans chapter thirteen and one, all you had to do was flip back. Okay, flip back one one chapter. Okay, I was wondering how the saints get to there so fast. All right. Um, what's the important thing to remember? about weak and strong Christians. Explain. What's the important thing to remember about weak and strong Christians? Explain. Number two, give me three things that strong Christians, uh, according to our scripture, have no problems with. Give me three things that strong Christians have no problems with. And question three. I'm kind of going off the reservation a little bit here, but we did touch on it today. Um, What does God say to us about submission to earthly authorities? Say one or, two, you know, one or two sentences about what God says to us as Christians, as children of God, about submission to earthly authorities.
0: Since so you can reach us through email at Church at gmail.com, check out our website at backslash member, backslash t, backslash cccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 and 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bright on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our Talk Shoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile at you in Jesus' name. Amen.